Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thanks for joining me. Um, I hope all of you are doing well. Things are going okay over here. Um, I'm continuing to feel a little better, have more energy, so I'm glad about the new um, adjustment in medication. Um, Sean got his his test results back for rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and they were negative. So he doesn't have those. So the, um, so it continues, there's uh, speculation that maybe it's Lyme. So he's going to have a test done to see if maybe he has Lyme disease. And maybe if it's that, then hopefully we caught it early enough that we can deal with it and he won't have anything that kind of, um, anything that hangs on for a while. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on with me. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, but I, I feel like everyone has been pretty much up to, up to date on everything that's going on. Not much has happened since last Thursday, but, uh, yeah, I got to interview Michael and he's with accepted media and he's, so I, I really enjoyed doing this interview. It was, uh, it was, it was amazing how he came in and he was feeling some pretty serious anxiety over doing the podcast and he did it anyway, which I find just amazing. It's so inspiring. And he, he then turned things around on me and asked me some questions and it was really cool being able to have an authentic conversation with someone, you know, just both talking about some of the the deep questions that we have and some of the things that we struggle with. Um, you know, church and religion actually comes up, which I know is one of those things that it can be a tricky topic, but I feel like we were able to navigate it quite well. And a lot of the questions that I've had about my Christianity have uh, come up and I hope that it's something that can be a source of encouragement for a lot of people because I know that um, as far as Christianity is concerned, sometimes we can feel like it's uh, we get stuck in this space of not being real with ourselves. And I think that when it comes to your relationship with the greater being, who I would refer to as God, um, should be the most authentic relationship that you have. It should be one of the most raw and scary relationships that you have. And so we got to talk a bit about that. And, um, we also talked about lots of, we talked about lots of like interesting things like, you know, happiness, the pursuit of happiness, um, drug addiction, uh, and of course depression was in there. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was a really good conversation and I hope that all of you enjoy it. I want to thank Angela speaking about good conversations. (laughs) I always have great conversations with Angela and I really appreciate the friendship that I have with her. And she has a great product. Uh, Simple Rituals Skincare is her company and you should definitely check it out. Just go to simplerituals.ca and, um, Speaking of her products, I'm actually going to be using some of her lip balm right after this because my lips are feeling a little dry. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Angela. And uh, remember, if you want to be on this, like I would really love to hear you. I love hearing everyone's stories. I love being able to have my point of view challenged and or just broadened. 
So come find me. You can find me at Optimistically Depressed. That's on Instagram. Uh, You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, Optimistically Depressed. Or you can find me at uh, OptimisticallyDepressed.com. Send me an email, OptimisticallyDepressed86 at gmail.com. And let me know you want to be on the show, and I would love to hear from you. So we can make that happen. All right. And that's everything. So I'm very happy to introduce you to Michael. The ability to stand up and talk in front of people or do anything like that and it's always been a thing that's intrigued me so I was like hey what like what does it take to do a set and the guy was like because I like I do their photography so he was like if you want to do five minutes he was like you can get up there but like people are ruthless yeah whatever I'm not like you know I'm making it a point to just do the things that I want to do and uh that's I love that yeah because it's so, like, just so often we stop ourselves from doing what we really want to do because we're afraid. Yeah. Well, it's not even that I feel like people are afraid. It's just, like, society's just, we're so ingrained to do what we're told or do what we think we're supposed to do and not the things that feed our soul or make us happy or, yeah. or you know, genuinely do something for you. And yeah. like, you know, that might sound a little selfish, but no, that, that does see, it doesn't sound selfish. And I think that that's like the exact point that you're making because it's like society will tell us that to do what like feeds our souls makes us selfish. Yeah, but exactly. If that, you're not filling column a with column B and making sure that it, you know, gets to column C, then mm-hmm. you're not growing up right. Or you're not progressing the way through life that you're supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, happiness doesn't seem to matter. Happiness doesn't seem to be in the equation. No. Uh, you know, it's it's all just based on this piece of paper that says you can do this. Or this, you know, this thing that you've gone after for X amount of time. And then you get there and realize you're still not happy or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a, you know, that's, that's a, a very pivotal part of life. Why, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds cliche, but you don't just live to pay bills and die, I think. So yeah. I feel like it's important to go ahead and, and really do the, the things that, you know, you feel like you need to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's <clears throat> inspiring to hear. And like, and I know that it is, it's something that you do here around, but I just find that for myself every time I hear it, it's like, yes, that's true, you know? And it's like, it's, it's a big deal. And anyway, so I feel like this is going to be an inspiring conversation. So I'm looking forward to it. Great. And also, hey, everybody, I'm talking with Michael of, Hi. of what's the name of your brand? It is Accepted Media. Accepted Media. So you can find Michael at... Accepted Media and Accepted Beauty also is uh, the other half of Accepted Media. That's my makeup artist and editor. Okay. And planner and everything else. That's really cool. 
So then what's like, can we just talk briefly about what the um, idea behind accepted media is? Yeah, absolutely. The, the whole idea behind accepted media is just, um, I'm going to go ahead and try and be accepted for the things I want to be accepted for and not, uh, you know, not what society accepts us for. Um, we want to do the things that we want to do and help people do the things they want to do also, right? Like society tells men they can't do X. You can't talk about your feelings. You can't be emotional. You yeah. can't, you can't express your feelings unless you're in this situation. Mm. And, you know, I feel like it's almost a generational thing and, you know, especially me personally growing up it was so much be a man grow mm. up uh you know yeah <laughs> grow a pair all that toxic masculine bullshit yeah sorry no no that's fine but um <clears throat> and it's just i feel like now is the time to like make a change and in any way shape or form that you can uh, you know I have a small little platform, so if I, I feel like if I can't help someone feel a little bit better about themselves by doing something that makes me feel good about myself, then, you know, we're, uh, we're furthering the process in our own little way. I really like that. That's really cool. So then what brought you to the conclusion that you need to help make people feel accepted? Who? <laughs> <laughs> i know just done right into it oh uh, yeah right going right for it um <laughs> you know what uh i'll just come out and say it because i've i've battled with uh like my self-image and who i am or you know who i want to be for a long time and just dealing with who you know who you grow up around who you think you should be who society tells you you should be and all of you know, all of those factors, it's, it was never, you know, it wasn't really encouraged to go chase your creative dreams or to, you know, go learn long division and <laughs> hope it gets you through life. <laughs> right. Not, you know, not like, don't go foster your dreams or, you know, try to build for a future that isn't, you know, white picket fence yeah. And, you know, all that and teach their own, but it's not your thing. There's a lot of people there's a lot of people out there that are living lives that they're just, you know, expected to live and you know, why? Yeah. I that actually hits like home for me just because I like when I became a mother, I just kind of thought that it was expected of me to stay home. And yeah. so, and so I did and was terribly unhappy. <laughs> I mean, I also had postpartum depression, but like, uh, even when I went on medication and was dealing with that, like being a stay at home mom is a, an honorable occupation and it, it does not, it's not for everybody and it's not, it's something that I can't solely do. It's not for me. And that's really difficult to say or admit because like well society expects you to you know be mom yeah e even if you want to like 
you know, I feel like we've progressed so much that you can be mom and still go out and not be mom, right? Right. But only to an extent. Mm -hmm. If you go out and completely do what you want to do or, you know, do the things for you, then you're a bad mom. Yeah. Right. Instead of, instead of being a kick-ass mom that's out doing whatever the fuck she wants to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that goes both ways, right? Like, if you're not at home as much as they think you should be, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't kind yeah. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And like, times are changing. People, people, sh- you know, it shouldn't be a thing that we have to say can do whatever they want to do. But we're still, you know, women are still being held down and, you know, men are, men are still being oppressed in ways that they don't like to talk about because it's not the societal norm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that we're also trying to be a part of changing because there's a lot of, a lot of men out there that struggle with those issues as well, I'm sure. Yeah. I was actually reading some research on that this morning. And it was like, it was talking about shame Mm. and, and men experience shame in ways that aren't talked about as much, like would not be talked about as much as like the way that women would struggle with shame. Because one of the things that men, uh, like one of the things that society pushes on men is that they can't be emotional and they can't want to talk about their emotions. So, Mm. so then... Yeah. Like, what do you do? <laughs> you, you you hold on to the shame, you push it down, and you fake a smile for society, right? And mm-hmm. and only to an extent, and then you realize why, <clears throat> like, men's suicide rates are so high. Hmm. Um, and, you know, men's mental health is, <laughs> for lack of better terms, because I can't talk right now, <laughs> uh, in the shitter. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's starting to get better for some people, I think. And the only way it is to continue it all is to just keep talking about it and, you know, try to end the stigma around, you know, people living with any kind of mental illness, whether it be whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't even want to name anything just because I don't want to discredit anyone else. But, Mm. um... You know, there's a lot of people out there living with things that they need just random strangers to talk about on the internet. And, Mm. you know, I don't mind being a random stranger on the internet for anybody. That's awesome. Yeah, I find that for me, like a lot of the stuff that I've been able to finally come out and say, like, yeah, this happened to me. It was because I heard other people finally start to talk about it, you know, and then you're like, oh, I'm not a freak. Well, it takes, you know, it takes some of the pressure off and it takes some of, like you were talking about, maybe the shame away. Like Mm -hmm. I find with a lot of, a lot of men in general that that's a big part of talking about anything that's happened to them in their past or, you know, anything they've done is strictly because of the shame. And I don't think people are, you know, maybe it's just, (laughs) maybe it's from my upbringing, but I don't know if like... They're not teaching feelings in school. They're not teaching guilt or shame or remorse or 
anger or those things in school. They're just telling you to do long division and paint inside the lines. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem to compute to real life. Yeah. I That's think interesting. It, I feel like that needs to, or, you know, I, I feel like I'm probably disconnected from the education system now because I'm so far removed from it, but I feel like they should be doing more if they're not already doing more in schools for, you know, teaching kids how to deal with their emotions at such a young age because they're happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, I have a, like, I have a couple kids in school and from what I know it sounds like they're starting to get a bit more into, like, emotional intelligence. Which is incredible, because what 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 did you get growing up in school? Yeah. Anything? Like, no. Nah. And, like, that's, and that's exactly it. Like, and I feel like what is happening now, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. There's still probably a long way to go. Oh, there, yeah, there's so much to be done, but... Again, you you know, you've got to start somewhere. Mm. Um, and <laughs> if men weren't so damn stubborn, more, <laughs> more of us would be talking about our fucking problems. But, mm. you know. Yeah. Here we are, all <laughs> suffering in silence. If, if you're out there listening, say something to somebody. That's all you got to do. It starts to get better. Yeah. Talking about it makes a huge difference. Mm. So, like, let's talk. <laughs> let's play footsies under i'm the sorry table. i just like yeah i put my foot up and hit your foot i'm sorry um <laughs> i don't know what else to say from here that's fine you were saying that you've been struggling with self-image what always like... um i've like since the, since the dawn of time i've i find like even as a young kid i didn't like my appearance and to this day, like I'm 29 years old and, you know, I don't like any reflection I see of myself and... Why? Uh, oh man, that's for another day on, on the microphone, I would say. Really? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's lots, lots of, uh, lots of demons and just crap that I, you know, I don't see the person you see. Just like, you know, a lot of people don't see the, the same person they see looking back at them in the mirror. They see someone else, someone they hate. And, yeah. You know, that's, uh, those are the things that I live with every day is trying to get over the past and work through the shame and guilt that men are told that they're not allowed to have. But when they do have them, shit out of luck is, sorry to say it, the health system here is kind of lacking in in the mental health department and yeah it's a it's a shame like I moved back here from from Alberta and um I started seeking help out there for my addiction issues and some other problems I was having and the mental health system out there is rock solid it is so dependable there's mental health walk-in clinics seriously yeah, Alberta's, you know, they've got it figured out. And, you know, I moved back here to Nova Scotia. And I thought that when I got back here, I was kind of on the app, like feeling a little bit better. And then, oh man, I had a couple of really bad run-ins with emergency doctors and 
just being completely discredited, you know, while having full-blown panic attacks, not being able to breathe. You know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, like, I also... Like I went through a little bit of a, a suicidal thing for a while and wound up at the hospital with that, and I was told to come back if it got worse. What? <laughs> yeah, come back if it gets any worse. What? As, essentially, kill yourself in the fucking waiting room. But um, it's it's just, that's the, that's, that's the Nova Scotia health system. It's, you know, I hear it time and time again from from other people that have been turned away from the system or discredited or, you know, and they just, they don't have the proper training. There's not enough. There's, doesn't seem to be working. Wow. Mm. That blows my mind. I like, I've heard from more than one person, like from many people that the mental health uh, care out here is not good. It's awful. And I've been, see, I'm, I've been lucky. Like we have a family doctor who's amazing, but most people don't. And yeah, most, exactly. Right. And like, so even when you're having an issue, like one thing that I hear a lot is like what you go to a walk-in clinic, you're meeting a new doctor every time. So you yeah. don't have anyone to follow up with you or. And what's tough with a lot of walk-in clinics I find personally is, um, a lot of the a lot of the doctors that work those walk-in clinics see so many people in the run of the day that they think that a lot of people are out looking for prescription drugs or trying to get and then when someone's in there with a legitimate issue that they need those things mm-hmm. because prescription drug abuse is such a rampant problem right now that the doctors are not giving out those drugs that you know, can actually help some people, but they're not. And then the ones that need need the help aren't getting it. And... Wow. So then let's talk more about um, some of the stuff that you've been, like, experiencing. I think that it's, I think it's important to learn more of your story. So if like, and again, you don't have to share what you don't want to share, but like for starters, where did you grow up? I actually, I actually grew up here, but like my family's, my dad's military. So we kind of moved around a lot, but wound up here and spent most of our lives here. So here, like I call Halifax home. Okay. Uh, spent, spent a good part of my time out West just. Uh, I joined the Navy out of high school uh, when I graduated high school here in <laughs> 2007. Um, I joined the Navy shortly after I got out of high school. Uh, <laughs> developed a bit of a drug and alcohol problem. Okay. Uh, so how did that start? How did that start? The face that, the face that you um, just gave me. The yeah, one raised a, eyebrows. I like, think really? that's, a, that's a conversation that I won't have. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. The, the, <laughs> All right. The, the Navy will come looking for me, probably. Okay. Nah. All right. So then you had the, you start with a problem. Yeah. And so then, then I, I wound up with a, you know, a bit of a drug and alcohol problem. I 
got out of the Navy okay. um, on some circumstances that uh, I would say contributed to my drug and alcohol problem, but that's a that's an ongoing thing. Okay. And then uh, after that, I, you know, sh- I've struggled for years with drug and alcohol abuse and making making bad decisions and not learning from them. And uh, a little while ago, I decided to stop making stupid decisions and try and do things that uh, that feel my soul and make me happy and uh you know i'm a little over i think 2 years sober now i don't do any of the the drugs anymore i don't drink alcohol i don't uh i don't do any of that stuff i do smoke a lot of cannabis though um <laughs> i will say that um, that's awesome wow but yeah i i um you know spent a spent a good part of the last few years out west working different jobs here and there realizing i didn't <laughs> didn't like any of them and then uh i'd say all of that and all of my struggling has just led me to starting accepted media and kind of going all in on my hopes and dreams which uh I don't know if it's it's because of my belief in the universe doing doing things by itself or the law of attraction or whatever but uh since I've started just accepting myself for what I want to do and what I want to be I've kind of just been almost seems like handed opportunities to to better myself and I feel like I just need to continue to uh go through the motions and and you know do the things that I continue to do and some of it you know some of it's super beneficial so I uh some of my photo shoots that I do people will message me afterwards or tell me in person how much it meant to them or how good it made them feel and just you know that little thing is you know it's like a reminder of why I'm still doing it and why I'm not just <laughs> hating a job just to pay my bills um because that's the thing that a lot of people do they just stick at something they hate and their passion dies and <laughs> I want to uh I want to see if I can not let that happen. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, you know, if if I can show people that it's all right to continue to chase your dreams and do the things you want to do, even though you're not happy, like, you know, I'm not happy on a day-to-day basis, but I, I'm, I'm chasing it and trying to figure it out, so. That's amazing. What do you do, like, when you're, like, you say you're not happy most days, so, like... What do you do? What do I do? To deal with that. Um, so I have... Uh, I am in the, the mental health system. Like I have a, a regular... I can't... Regular clinician that I see. Mm-hmm. And um, I essentially just have regular therapy. And I'm going through... Um, well, I... <laughs> I started one session of cogn- uh, CBT, I think it's Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Yeah. And uh, something happened in one of those sessions and I had to, I had to leave, but I've, 
I've been scheduled to go back and start that. So I'm, I'm excited to do a little bit more of that and work on the, the things that men aren't supposed to do are emotions and reactive yeah. feelings and all of those, all of those things. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. I have so much respect for that. Well, I mean, there's there's too many dudes just living with their shitty past or accepting themselves as being shitty or, you know. I was brought up that way, so I can just remain being a dick. Right. And yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, it, it takes nothing to make a change or, you know, doesn't always have to be um, what everyone else wants. Mm. I guess sometimes it's okay to be selfish and go after your happiness. I think. Yeah. More pe- I think more people need to do it. Go out and just chase your dreams with reckless abandon. Mm. I love that. I totally agree. It's been something that I've been terrified of doing myself. Like. It's scary. It's yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, just the the crushing responsibility of adulthood is <laughs> is uh, enough to make you not want to ha- even have the dreams, let alone go and chase them. Like yeah, I um, you know, I was off work for a while on like on sick leave because I had, you know. <laughs> Needed some me time. Yeah. And uh, and I was off work for that, and I kind of just didn't go back to work. And I guess that was the decision to to kind of go all in and just really do it. Because, like, I've, I've worked so many menial jobs and even jobs that I thought were going to be it. Like, I thought I was going to be a chef and have my own restaurant. And that's what I, like, I have a passion for food. Mm-hmm. I don't have a passion for people and food. <laughs> so it's like, it's really hard to, to have the two and like the, the service industry is not made for, it. it's not good for mental health. It's, uh, it's not, not good for anybody. It's long hours, stressful. Mm. They all party afterwards way too hard. Life's for nobody. Huh. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that oh yeah that's again that's a that's a chat for another day <laughs> it's another okay. another past life okay so then i there's something that you said earlier that i'm curious about like it's about the self-image yeah absolutely do you remember a specific point in time when you were when you looked in the mirror or saw yourself and you were like i don't like what i see yeah, often, like this morning. Um, like, when was the first time that that happened? My God. Like, do you remember yeah. that? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I would say since I can remember, probably. Do you know what made you feel that way about yourself? <laughs> do you want to see a picture of me as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just wasn't a pretty kid, I guess. But like, we're not gonna like get too mushy about how I looked as a kid or anything. But I had big, stupid bubble glasses, like every poor kid did back in the day. Um, 
I don't know. I just, I've never been a fan of, like, my physical being as a whole, my anything. Hmm. Oh. Because, see, I, so I've, like, struggled with self-image as well. And one thing that, like, I remember kind of concluding as a kid was that, um, you know, the pretty people that I saw on TV. Pretty people are happy. Are happy. Pretty people are happy. They have more fun. They get the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're allowed to do the stuff that you want to do. And if, people treat them nicely. People right? treat them better. If you're like any shitty movie in the 90s or 2000s, it's like pretty boy, pretty girl, they have zero problems, happiness, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Cue, cue shitty pop punk song. <laughs> Movie over. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's what your life's supposed to be. Yeah. Fuck that. It doesn't <laughs> happen that way. Like, it's, it's not. Yeah. So, like, that was the main thing. Like, that was, like, one of the huge things for me. It was just, like, I'm not treated like a pretty person, so I can't be. So I mustn't be. You know? Yeah, and that's like that's that's your brain and that's society and you know, once you're once you're told you're you're not pretty or you're made to feel not handsome or good looking or whatever you want to call it, it's you know. I don't know about, about you, but like every time I see myself in the mirror, I'm judging myself before I'm thinking, "Ooh, that's I like that." Mm. Right? I'm like, "What's wrong first? Yeah. And I find that's the way society's going because everything's behind a filter and yes, absolutely. I'm a photographer and we edit photos and that's a thing that happens, but like life is filtered now. You don't get to see people. You don't get to have that raw internal connection anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I completely agree. Right, it's like even even now, people are gonna listen to this that we don't know, yeah. complete strangers, and friends of mine, people that I would consider close to me, will not listen to this. But strangers that follow us on the internet will attentively listen to every word we say on this. Why does that happen? Wow. I would guess... I'm going to take a stab at this. Let's mm. let's speculate. Ready? <laughs> let's speculate. All right. I would guess that intimacy is now at a point where it just really scares us. Having a real conversation with anyone that you know and getting to really know those dark parts of them is a, is a scary thing. Mm. I think that's like... I've actually had um, people ask me certain questions about my life, and I've had to say, like, do you really want to know? That's how I feel about this entire conversation we're having. (laughs) Um, Because, like, again, there there might be a part two, if I can find it in myself to come back here one day. Okay. But um, that's, like, a whole other... That's a past life. That uh, that guy is dead and gone. Hmm. Um, 
but even, you know, like you said, the self-image, that's the, that's the thing that matters the most. And how many of, how many of your close friends or people that you like interact with, do you think genuinely like themselves? Genuinely like themselves? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I know more people that don't like themselves or how they look than people that are like, yep, I'm content with everything about my physical appearance. Because, mm. like, even right now, I can, like, my brain thinks that you're judging how I look. Hmm. As, a, like, purely because of you've never seen me in person other than my Instagram. So you get to see what I want you to see and mm-hmm. now you get to see me as a actual living breathing person and not just a Instagram entity yeah that uh, people seem to think we are yeah and uh, you know those are those are the things that men live with that I think they're not talking about that we can make a really big change if if some men would just talk about their problems instead of repressing it all and reducing it to toxic masculinity instead of just, you know, breaking down emotions or Mm. figuring out why you did the stupid shit that you did to hurt all the people you did. Yeah. Or, you know, just like coming to terms with your shit, even like, even if it means airing out your laundry or, you know, people, people know your past. Like people know, people think they know my past. People think they know your past. People think they know what you're doing now. Mm. And like, we all get so caught up in that. Me especially, like I'm, this whole conversation we're having, I'm trying to filter myself because I don't want people to hear me say something and be like, I remember this time, right? Like, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to think that I care what everyone says, but at the same time, they're stuck in a in a period where they are clearly not happy either, right? And, like, I feel for those people now, but at this point in time in, in my life, I feel like it's just, you know, move on. We all do dumb shit. Yeah. If you're perfect, please write a book on it. Because, um, <laughs> fuck, I'd love to read it. <laughs> um, like, I thought I've had life figured out once or twice and like the second you think you have it figured out you're wrong (laughs) amen (laughs) right like yeah yeah if you think you have life figured out you don't yeah i find that keep looking (laughs) yeah keep trying and like be quiet about it yeah Right. I know what you mean. I can think of, I can think of times when I was really sure I had things figured out. And then like, I see, I'm not much of one to actually, I don't think I'm much of one to give advice to many people. So maybe I'm a little lucky in that regard because it it gave me less opportunity to make an idiot out of myself. (laughs) But I even like, I remember like even just having like these thoughts, like, oh my gosh, like how... Like, why are they even doing that? Like, what are you thinking? And like, yeah. obviously that's not the way to do this. And then it's just like the only reason why I was thinking that was because I haven't lived long enough to have the opportunity to like to be in the same position that this other person that I was judging so harshly is in. 
And, and that all comes with time, I find. Yeah. Because, like, I'll, I will say it, like, I used to be awful. I treated people like shit, girls like shit, men like shit, kids like shit. And, you know, that's, that's how it is. But I've spent the last few years of my life trying to come to terms with the person I was, uh, why I was that way, the things that have made me that way. And, you know, people get a lot of flack for just, you know, I find a lot of people will just quickly say, oh, you're just, you know, you want to say that you've done all these things to make nice. And yeah, I do. I want to make nice, but like, I really, I don't care. Like I'm in this and this is going to sound selfish. I'm in it for me. I want to be happy. And if my happiness means that you're unhappy about my happiness, then yeah, kick rocks like <laughs> with sandals on. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I feel like, yeah. So then in, in the thinking and self-reflection that you've been doing, what did you realize made you the way that you were. Mm. There's the grin. Yeah. Um, I'd say years and years of, of stuff we don't have time to talk about. Okay. Um, stuff I'm not gonna, I'm not ready to talk about on microphone yet. Yeah. I respect that. One day though. Sure. Perhaps. Yeah. If you, if you one day feel that you're ready, you know where to find me. Mm. So then what was the most instrumental tool that you used to help change the way that you thought about yourself or thought about other people? Um, to be completely honest, um, it hasn't really changed the way I see or view other people. Um, a couple of years ago, I lost a friend that was really close to me. And he died of a drug overdose. And at that time, I was... <laughs> I was in a really bad spot. I was using and, you know, living the same life. And, uh, you know, we had talked about getting sober together. And, you know, that's that's now my promise to him is, is my sobriety. And uh, if it wasn't for that... I don't know if I ever would have learned a, a lesson valuable enough to be completely honest because, you know, you think you have it figured out. I was happy, but clearly I wasn't happy, right? So then what's your definition of happiness? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, it, it doesn't have a definition. It's like a... No. That's a, it's a question that doesn't have an answer. Happiness isn't like a, I don't know if it's something you can put to words. I think that's probably something that you can't apply to everybody. Like everyone's answer would be different. I feel like people don't know what happiness is though. I feel like I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I feel like even, I feel like I knew what happiness was and I got there and still miserable still depressed, hmm. still, still hate myself in the mirror, right? It's like, yeah, you know, all the, 
doesn't matter if you actually don't do the work that you need to make yourself better. You can make the changes, not make the changes. You still have to deal with the person that you look at in the mirror. I've been, so I've been listening to this one podcast that, um, discusses self-image and not in all of the podcasts, like not in all the episodes, but it is something that's brought up quite a bit. And this woman says that like, she used to feel like she was very textbook, not good looking, like according to society, society, she was not a good looking person. Yeah. But she managed to get a, get to a point in her life where she could actually look in the mirror and be like, I really like what I see. And she talks about like, and she talks about like some, like, it's basically like mind work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and then just like basically changing your own mind. So like, so that makes me think, that makes me think that it has to be possible for us to be able to change our own minds to believe that there is such thing as happiness and that, uh, and that you can actually be living in it. And not know. Whoa, I wasn't even going there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like maybe, yeah, it's the whole good old day thing, you know? The good old days. Who knows? We, I was happy then. Yeah, the grass is greener because it's fertilized with shit. <laughs> is 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 the, is the is the thing? I think it like you know. You think you were you think you were happier when you were a kid because you didn't have any responsibilities, right? But like now you're happier because you can drive a car and drink alcohol and vote, like that. <laughs> matters right like i mean it matters but like those are it's not those aren't the things it's not like go out and you know (laughs) people can't see me but (laughs) i just made robot robot motions Yeah. yeah um also i did smoke cannabis in the car before this so i forgot what i was just saying Oh, I love the honesty. Yeah, I don't know. Pursuit of happiness. That's the... I mean, we could probably go on philosophically with that for quite a while. But I want to address one... I want. Let's talk about one question about that I ask everybody. Okay. Um, and that is, what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? Jeez. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, I don't feel mentally healthy on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Um, and that's a big part of why I'm here. Um, I want it to like, I want it to hit home to people that it's, it's all right to not be okay every day and still go out and chase your dreams and not, you know, they're not just going to come and pull you out of bed. They're Mm. not gonna, you know, you got to go chase them. They're dreams for a reason. That's really good. And I like that you said that it's okay to not be okay. It has to be because for so long you're told to just like, just be okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, don't like for for me, it was always like don't make a scene or like don't draw attention to us or yourself or don't make a fool of don't make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Don't make a fool. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be like, I'll be honest with you. And some people that have listened to some of my podcasts over the last couple of weeks would have a bit of an idea of this, but like to be more open. Yeah. Uh, like the last few weeks I was having like some really dark thoughts and like, and I think that this winter has just been really hard on everybody too. Like, yeah, well, whatever that mercury retrograde stuff was. <laughs> Whatever the what? Oh, the moon moon cycles. Moon cycles really, really play games with your brain, especially. I didn't believe in that stuff, but the moon cycles. You think it has something to do with it? Oh yeah. There's too many people way too messed up at the same time. Interesting. I wonder. Like you know, at this point, I would be willing to take any suggestion on what's going on. Like because it's. I've so many, so many people that I've been talking to. It's aliens. <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel about cannabis? I'll ask you a question. Sure. Um, I can give you a couple different answers on that. Are you ready? Have you ever partaken in cannabis? Yep. Okay. And... Um, so I go to church, like I'm a Christian. Okay. And so the church that I go to, it would disagree with, um, the use of cannabis. Okay. Um, I personally, I don't share the same conviction. Okay. Is that because you see the health benefits of cannabis or is that because you're just a little more open-minded than the church chooses to be? Um, Ooh, uh, I know, eh? I know this is, this is delicate. Um, I would say that I really try to be open-minded. I would say that, um, I'm at least smart enough to know that there's, that I don't know most things. And I really like that. (laughs) I feel like I don't know most things. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, and I think that like, and I believe in God, like I definitely believe in God and I've seen too much in my own life that to not believe that there is a greater, that there is a greater power that loves me. Yeah, absolutely. I see. I feel that same way about my beliefs, but I don't, like. I don't necessarily believe in a higher power. I believe in like the universe and the law of attraction mm. as a as a whole. But yeah, I've. Um... I, I believe strongly that people should have a belief system, hmm. whether it be you know, and like I'm not. I don't like to think that I'm closed minded. You know my. My mother's a, a very good God-fearing woman, so mm-hmm. um, to each their own again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, immense respect for the people that I go to church with and yeah. the leaders of my church. And I'm recently learning that having a lot of respect for someone is different than agreeing with everything that, like, with a, 
agreeing with all of their convictions. I need to have my own con- convictions yeah, for my own reasons. That's, um, I feel like that's the way religion should be a little more, is um, allowing people to have their own convictions and not uh, just one umbrella thought. Mm. And you're expected to just follow it. But Yeah, I... I really, um, I think that's really helped me to be able to ask a lot of questions. Um, that's actually, you know, I do have to say that like one of the things about the church that I go to is like they are, um, compared to other churches that I've been to, like they're really good with asking questions. I've definitely been, um, part of churches where I've asked questions and have been told that I need to, um, stop being so narrow minded, (laughs) which is like, like, which is a just a contradiction, but critical almost. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And so I've been a part of that and that, you know, that's just not a very healthy place to be, to be in. And And even if like, especially in a place where you're trying to like, you're, you're trying to give yourself to something else, right? You don't want to like, you don't want that energy even in, in that kind of space. And you don't want someone to like, I'm sure you don't feel comfortable worshiping in a place like that, right? When someone makes you feel that way. Well, exactly. And I think that like one of the things is like, we should never be afraid of questions because if we believe that God is truth, then, and we're looking for the truth, then there has to be answers to those questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, absolutely. And like, if you don't, if you do believe that God is truth, then you're going to find God in that quest. Ooh. Right. I am. Um, I have. I have too many friends that are uh, like very strong in their beliefs to not, at least see the other side of it. But to, uh, I. Uh, it's you know it's not tricky. the not the church type. Yeah. No. Uh, I... My mother though. My mom. I love you, mom. She's probably gonna listen to this. So shout yeah. out my mom. She's yeah. the best. Moms are the best. Um. She actually tried to get me to go and do, like, their Easter Sunday parade. But, like, I don't do mornings or parades or any of, <laughs> any, any, anything of that whole whole thing. So, long story short, I didn't go. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, like, oh, we could we could just open up a whole can of real messy worms. With that, with all this church talk. Oh, yeah. I uh, Church and religion. Yeah, that's it's like the, the bar rules. You're not supposed to talk about religion in the bar. I feel like you're not supposed to talk about religion on podcasts either. Eh. Well, I mean, I feel like, actually, no. I feel like there's probably a lot of podcasts where they're talking about only religion. Yeah, there are. Probably. Yeah, I listen to some of them. <laughs> Fair. But, um, like, I, but um, I want to be... Here's a, here's a huge question that I've been asking myself lately, and it's been making me really realize how close-minded I have been. Ooh. Um, and that is... So that's what self-reflection's good for. Right. When you can actually come up with something and acknowledge that something. Thank you. So this is what, this is what I got stuck on and has started me on a whole new journey. Um, why do I think that Christianity is the right religion? right so i'll uh i'll i'll just be straight up with you i uh my my parents raised me to 
go to church and and uh, have faith. And I decided at like a, a pretty young age that it just it was not not what I believed in, and it just wasn't for me. And like I I, sh- you know, you can have your own beliefs. I'm just it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Damn, I forgot what I was saying again. Um, well, the question that I had asked was, why do I think Christianity is the right belief? Yeah. Okay. Or the right religion. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I, for a, for a while was like, I considered myself to be religious and then I just, I, you know, I guess I lost it or whatever, hmm. but, uh, I find that those things happen and hmm. now I have, you know, a different set of beliefs and Yeah. Yeah, I think that we're all on a journey, and um, and I think that God is too big to be uh, for us to put him in a box that doesn't have to be it, one right? thing. Also, right? Like it can be. I've heard people like when I tell people that I believe in the universe, a lot of people believe that the universe is God. Yeah, God has many different names. Exactly. Right. So who's to say that you're not right? entirely because hmm. like that doesn't have to be one thing but that one thing can also be your whole belief system hmm. right like your your idea of your beliefs doesn't have to be what your belief system has to be right like just because you're a you're just a you're a christian sorry mm-hmm. yeah like doesn't mean you have to be a textbook christian right you can be the Christian that Ruth wants to be. You don't have to be the Christian that the church tells you you have to be, right? Mm-hmm. As long as it serves you and as long as you're not hurting anybody or <laughs> burning Bibles or anything that you're not <laughs> supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah, then, right. I, you know, I think you're, then I think you're okay. And I, I mean, I feel like that's how it should be, but I don't think that's how some people are. No. And I think that, you know, I think that fear just drives a lot of, uh, a lot of the hatred that comes out of religion. So, oh, absolutely, and that and just misunderstanding. A lot of people are just ignorant, or you know, don't want to take the time to learn. Yeah, I'm fortunate that I have some people in my life that are very like strong healthy people that I can discuss all these things with. Yeah. And like some of them go to my church Mm -hmm. and some of them don't go to my church and I'm able to have all these different conversations with with the same people. Yes. That's it. And that's a great thing. I like, I, I like to have like diversity in your friend groups because it challenges your beliefs because it's, if you hang out with all of the same kind of people or you surround yourself with the same kind of people, you're going to have the same kind of thoughts. Yeah. You're going to have the same kind of notions towards certain people. It's just the way people are. We're, we're sheep. We're, yeah, uh, we're sheep. We're sheep. <laughs> we're just like, find that pack of people that you can tolerate and, <laughs> and, and, uh, pretend you like the same crap they do for long enough. Yeah. Right. Can you, does that resonate with you? Have you ever had to do that? Pretend you like things to have friends because you're supposed to have friends? Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, 
why did you start this podcast? What, um, what's your, what's your end goal? What, uh, like, and when do you, when do you know you're done? Or are you done? Like, do you, or are you just rolling with it? I'm not done. I don't know when I'll be done. I figure that I'll be, that I will just know when the right time comes. Okay. And I started it because I've lived my life, I've lived so much of my life bogged down by shame and it dictated everything I did, everything I said, the people I hung out with. Mm. It was absolutely crippling. And then I was able to meet a couple different people along the way that actually let me talk to them. That's crucial to have, uh, a, like, even if it's just one supportive person to feel that you can be vulnerable around is it makes a world of difference because if you're, you know, alone and vulnerable and you feel like you can't share anything with anyone, then you're, you know, then you're really screwed. If you at least have one person that shares with, you know, Mm. they don't even have to care about you. Even if they've felt the same thing before, like, you know, yeah. When you know that you're uh, not, when you know that you're not alone, Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's just, you know, yeah. it's like scientifically proven, you know, loneliness is a a real actual thing and whether it's, you know, life's too short to be lonely, I think, or to feel alone in any way, shape or form. Mm. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that this can help people not feel so lonely. So what does someone do? Like, I mean... I can't even remember the process in which this happened, but how does someone go about, like, say someone hears this and they want to come on here? Yeah, they just... They just shoot you a message. Yeah. There's a form that they can fill out. It's on Facebook. You can find it through Optimistically Depressed, but... um, And that's... So that's a great way. But, like, I've had people just send me a message and say that they're interested, and I make it happen. I, um, I just want to like, I want to take a minute to challenge more males to come on this show and talk about your feelings, talk about the shit that's uncomfortable. It's, it's not, you know, it's not manly. It's not cool. It's not the shit you want your friends to hear you saying, (laughs) but it matters. And it's not, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say it's not that hard. It's really hard, but it matters. So come out here and talk about your feelings. Mm. I love it. I, I I completely agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out here and like and opening up with me. Hey, no problem. I uh I'll I will come back and share more if one person that I know personally comes back here. Like, just one person, one man, guy that I know comes and does this show. I'll come back. Okay. Challenge to all of you male friends of mine. Awesome. Good. I hope this happens. It's gonna. I feel like they're too proud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know who you are. Oh, you know who you are. (laughs) And, uh, okay, so everybody who's listening, thank you. 
and you've heard the challenge, so, you know. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to totally make a church reference. Um, <laughs> if you're sitting there and you have that, uh, that feeling in your stomach that's kind of like, oh, I got to do it, but then you're also struggling and being like, no, I can't do it. That's what we Christians call the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so it's telling you that you need to do it. So get in touch with me. Um, and, you know, and to all of you who are out there, just remember that I'm just sitting here loving you. So have a great night, morning, afternoon, evening, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Bye.